Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sportsitas presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. Three times a week, every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, we recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itus EuroLeague. My name is Andre and this is my co-host Diogo Valent. With five rounds to go, these are the make or break moments of the EuroLeague. Ready for this preview, Diogo? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's start with uh, the rescheduled game from round 24 between Fenerbahce and Milano. Fenerbahce currently stands in fifth place with a record of 17 wins and 11 losses and two wins below Monaco understandings. This is a game that is crucial for Fenerbahce if uh, they aspire to to still get home court advantage heading into the into the playoffs. Milano comes out of a loss that broke their six games winning streak. They are now in 13th place, one win below Virtus, trailing one game behind. They they certainly will want to finish ahead of their Italian opponents. Duke, what do you expect of this game and do you think that Fenerbahce will replicate what they did on the, the first round, beating Milano 72-82 on the road? I think Fenerbahce will win. Uh, I think they need to bounce back from that loss in Valencia and if they want a chance at home court advantage... They, they cannot lose this one. Milano also also lost their, their last game, so they will obviously also try to, to bounce back. But uh, I think uh, this game is mu means much more for Fenerbahce uh, with the home court advantage in, in place here. So they, they cannot afford to lose this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good game. Uh, Milano has been playing at a very high level, so I think they will be able to compete. Um, I, I'm very curious to see how the bigs are going to work here. Uh, with Melly and Davis uh, against guys like Bialica, uh, Motley. I think it's going to be a very good battle in there. Uh, but I expect Fenerbahce to win. Yeah, I will also favor Fenerbahce playing at home. But uh, I think this game has everything to be another very competitive game. And uh, I don't think that Milano's momentum was broken on their last game because uh, they performed at a very high level. Like uh, Messina said in the end of the game, They didn't didn't needed a good game. They needed a perfect game to get that win. And I think they will come back punching and wanting to win. They are taking it uh, game by game and uh, not focusing too much on making the playoffs or not. So I think this can be a tricky one for Fenerbahce at home. I do think that they have the better roster and the, the better team. I don't know if uh, at this moment they are playing a better basketball. Yeah. I, I think that for Fenerbahce... The importance here, besides the, the possibility of home court advantage, is also to not trail to a point where Maccabi can leapfrog them and they will need to, to play with Barcelona, Real Madrid or Olympiacos in the first round. I, I would assume that they prefer to, to be playing against Monaco on the, on the first round. There are no easy, easy matchups or easy games in the EuroLeague, but if they could avoid one of the other top four teams, they, they for sure will want to do it. So this becomes a very important game for, for Fenerbahce that they won't want to lose. Let's move on to another game with another team that is on the, the playoff fight. And in this case, Basconi that will be having a very hard uh, 
trip to Serbia and will be playing Red Star. Basconi currently stands in 8th place. They are tied with Zalgiris with 15 wins and 40 losses and they will be playing a Red Star that has been fierce and very competitive or trying to play at a very competitive level even if they are not able to execute as well as they probably would want in all the games but playing at home Red Star for sure will be a hard opponent and I don't think the fact that Red Star aspirations to be outside of the playoffs will uh, will be too important here I think this will be a very very competitive game and I think I would favor the, the home team do you agree with me? Yeah I do um, I hope Nedovic can play but even if he doesn't Uh, I still think Red Star can get this win. Um, Basconia has been one of the worst teams on the road. They they only have four wins. And Red Star, we know what they do at home with, with those fans. Uh, even though the record is seven and six, it should be uh, much better. But I still think that they will be able to, to get this win. So I'm I'm going to go with Red Star. Which uh, matchups do you think that uh, will be the the key matchups of, on this game and uh, do you think that Basconi is able to to find any defensive solutions for for Campazzo and for for his intensity? The matchup uh, obviously the guards I mean, especially Campazzo and Darius Thompson uh, they are probably the two best passers in EuroLeague. Uh, so that's going to be fun to see. Um But I, I just don't think Basconia has a great matchup here. Uh, I think Petrozev has a chance to have a very good game. Also, um, I just don't. I just don't like Basconia's chances in this game. It will be hard for them to match the intensity of uh, Red Star playing at home. I think that right now Red Star has the the offensive solutions to to take advantage of the the Basconia defensive issues that will be very hard for Basconia to to overcome and I think that uh, I expect also a win from from Red Star playing at home. The next game of round 30 will be played in Greece between Paratinaikos and Barcelona. The home team is in a two-win streak after struggling for a while in the competition they are giving signs of being finding a little momentum but uh, Barcelona certainly won't want to be falling into the fight for the fourth place they will want to win this game this is a, a must win game for them on the first round Barcelona won at home 74-68 against uh, Paratinaikos and uh, I expect them to to go to the Greece to go to Greece and uh, get this win what I'll be tracking here it's the the supporters of Paratinaikos and if the this good momentum from the team brings them back to the arena and uh, helps the home team to be competitive and may maybe able to to surprise Barcelona although i expect Barcelona to to not mess up this one and to to secure the this win what are for you the keys of this game for Barcelona to be able to achieve that uh, to stay consistent the for 40 minutes Uh, we've seen so many highs and lows from them uh, uh, within the same game. Like they usually start off very strong with great first quarters, and then they just fall apart. So I think that's the key for them is to keep that consistency, to keep the ball moving. Um, but I also think they're going to win. They better not lose this game because Monaco is right there for that third seed. So this is this is a very important game for Barcelona on the road against the Panathinaikos team that has been playing better. So I'm, I'm going to go Barcelona, but I think it's going to be a, a very difficult game. And I expect uh, just Sadoransky and Mirotic's experience to, to step in and, and to, to help them close this one up. 
I think that Barcelona's center depth will be a big key for this game. I think that they have so many bodies to to show to Papa Giannis and they, they will be able... Barcelona can drive very well to the basket and uh, they can get uh, Paratinaikos in trouble inside. And if Paratinaikos loses the ability to protect their rim, they, I think that will make the game easier for Barcelona and uh, with their ability to move the ball and to drive and to kick it out and find good shooters. I I think Barcelona just has too many uh, solutions. And um, although I expect Paratinaikos to, to fight hard and stay in the game, I can see this game turning into a blowout if Barcelona performs and is, like you said, consistent throughout the game. Let's move on to the next game where Aswell will receive Maccabi. This is an interesting, particularly interesting game for me because while I would obviously favor Maccabi, we know and the, the struggles of Maccabi on the road with a 4-11 and 11 record are very well documented. While Asvel is a team that fights hard for each game against any opponent, I think this might be a letdown spot for Maccabi. And uh, I think this will be a tricky one for, for Maccabi to win. On the other hand, and on the positive side for Maccabi, they might have a chance to, to make it to, into the five seat, as we previewed on our last episode. Mm. Although Monaco, for sure, is a very hard opponent, when you look into, and without taking anything away from Monaco, when you look to the potential top four seats on Olympiacos, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Monaco, I think you would agree with me that. Monaco is the team that the other teams would prefer to be playing against. And if Maccabi has a chance to do it, they for sure need to go into the Asphalt court and get this win. I think it will be a hard one. I am not favoring Asphalt here. I am favoring Maccabi. But I can see this being a letdown spot and can be the game where Maccabi loses their chance to, to end in fifth place. What are your thoughts about this game, Diogo? Yeah, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I don't see, uh, I just don't see Aswell being able to to steal this win. Um, I think Maccabi has been playing very good, and I think they will be they will be able to continue doing that. I think they're going to dominate this game. I expect uh, Lorenzo and Wade after that statement that was made, <laughs> uh, they got to come out and perform to to prove that they are right. So I expect them to. To start off strong and, and then to just build on, build on from that. Uh, I think they're going to win this game comfortably. Comfortably. I think that uh, Aswell physicality and this Aswell is able to dominate the rebounds on this game. They will just be able to stay on the game. But I'm also favoring Maccabi. I also think that Maccabi will win. Yeah, and I think but, that this is an extremely important uh, game for them to win. But yeah, I uh, understand your point. But for me, it's like uh, Maccabi is a very athletic team and they are very strong as well. Uh, even though they don't play as physical, especially on the defensive end, uh, but I think they are a very good rebounding team. They they have athletes, they have bodies, so I think uh, that won't matter much in this matchup. So that's why I think Maccabi will be just fine. I also think Maccabi will be fine. I just uh, don't think it'll be an easy one. <laughs> that's uh, I guess that's where we we disagree on on this game. But yeah. let's talk about that statement. So. <laughs> who has the best backcourt of the EuroLeague and who are for you the top three backcourt of the EuroLeague? For our listeners, uh, Wade Baldwin, 
he claimed that uh, him and Lorenzo Brown are the best backcourt in the EuroLeague, and they for sure are up there and they are playing at a very, very high level. But, but Diogo, bring your expertise to the table and uh, let us know who are the top three backcourts of the EuroLeague and why. Okay, first off, uh, I just want to mention some backwards duos that didn't make my, my top three list, and I think they deserve considerations for it. Uh, Campazzo and Erovic, uh, we just haven't seen enough yet. Obviously, Campazzo has played about three or four games, but I think in terms of talent, they, they have the ability to be in there if we see more from them. Um, Sadoransky and Laprovitla, uh, this is probably the one that that has the best argument to be in that top three, but I just went with the other guys instead. Uh, and Thomas Walkup and Slukas, uh, if they played more time together, uh, because Slukas comes off the bench and they usually switch roles, but I, I still think they are a very good backcourt. And then my last mention, uh, you might find it funny because it's just one guy. Uh, it's <laughs> Elio Kobo. Uh, considering Mike James and Jordan Lloyd, <laughs> are on the same team as he is. Uh, <laughs> I had to mention him because I think that if we replace, at least for me, if I replace uh, Okobo with one of those two, I still think they would be in the top three. That's yeah. how, how high I am on these guards from Monaco. You, you just mentioned your honorable mentions, but uh, who is the best backward of Barcelona? Is it uh, La Profitola and Satoransky or Satoransky and Corey Higgins? Uh, I think because of the <laughs> no no because of the shooting that La Profitola provides, um, and with Satoransky being a big point guard, so it's not really a, a mismatch in terms of defense because he can guard some twos. Uh, I think La Profitola fits better with Satoransky because of his ability to shoot, and Satoransky is not really a shooter, even though he can shoot. Uh, with Corey Higgins at this point, uh, I think he's a little bit on the on the decline, even though he's still a very good player, obviously. Uh, so I think the pairing with Sadoransky and Laprovitla just makes more sense in today in today's game. So yeah, th that's my reason for that. Very well, let's hit your top three of the best backcourts of the EuroLeague. Okay, so number three, uh, I have FH backcourt with Vasil Misic and Shane Larkin, uh, even though. Um, they are not having a great year as a team. Uh, I still, I still think these two are one of the best combos in in Euroleague, with Misic's ability to play the pick and roll, to drive, to shoot, and Shane Larkin to just score and drive and assist. Also, uh, I think they are they are up there. But I, it was really hard between these guys and Sadoransky and Laprovitla for me. My number two. Uh, I've mentioned it on the Elio Kobo case. It, it's Mike James and Jordan Lloyd. But I think Mike James and Elio Kobo would also be in here for me. And Jordan Lloyd and Elio Kobo, maybe at, in third, or but at least for sure, a uh, uh, mention. So I have Monaco, Mike James, and Jordan Lloyd at number two. And, and number one, so uh, I can confirm. Are you agreeing <laughs> with Wade Baldwin? Yeah, at number one, I can confirm that Wade Baldwin was correct. Uh, and I think Lorenzo Brown and Wade Baldwin are the best backcourt in EuroLeague. Uh, when we did our top five uh, in point guards and shooting guards, uh, I think the only backcourts that I had both guys in each position top five were Monaco. I had Mike James, I think, number two. 
in point guards. Yes. And I had Jordan Lloyd, I think, number three or four in shooting guards. And then I had Lorenzo Brown as a third or fourth point guard and Wade Baldwin as the second best shooting guard. So it would always going to be between them. Uh, I think Mike James is the best player out of those four. But I think the other two, uh, they just complement each other nice. Like the way they can play off of each other. Uh, Lorenzo Brown is usually the, the main playmaker, but any given game, Wade Baldwin can go in and get a, a triple-double or close to it, like last game where he had 24-7-8. and eight. So I think they are the best backcourt. How excited are you that uh, they are under contract for a long period of time and we might be having that backcourt going on for the next two, three seasons of the early? Very excited. Uh, I think they are, they pair very nicely and they have been doing a good job playing very good basketball. So I'm very excited to see it. Are you cheering for a Maccabi Monaco first round playoff series for the ultimate duo-valent matchups going on, on on those games? Well, those are two teams that I I really like. So I did I do not want to see one of them go away early. Um, but yeah, in terms of like entertainment and to watch I, I think that would be a, a hell of a series so yeah sure why not <laughs> and i don't know but maybe that will be the best path to have one of them in the final four eventually yeah, yeah. true 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 because <laughs> so you might want to consider to cheer for that <laughs> it's uh, an extra layer of entertainment in the EuroLeague. Let's preview the game of the third best backcourt of the EuroLeague, according to Diovalent. Don't don't put it on me. Don't come after me for that. <laughs> Alba will be receiving FS. This is certainly a game that FS cannot lose. Cannot They cannot mess it up. The, they need any win that they can get and playing against uh, one of the teams that are tied in last in the, the standings of the EuroLeague in Alba. They will want uh, to to lock this win. I obviously favor Ephes, and I think that uh, this is the moment for them. If we listen to our last episode, I think we keep saying this, but uh, it really is. They are one win behind Basconia. Uh, Basconia has a very hard road game on the on this round. Zalgiris has a very hard road game on this round as well. This is a chance for Ephes to to get into the eighth place and eventually to be one win behind Partizan after this round. They they cannot mess it up, and uh, I think they won't. What are the keys for FS on this game, and uh, how can they dominate this matchup that they must? Why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> Why do we got to talk about FS every time? Okay, let's <laughs> well, let's go behind the scenes quickly. <laughs> how excited were you after the win against Real Madrid? <laughs> Man. Let's not talk about it because... It's, no, because we, we saw flashes of what FS can be in that game, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, and then they, they ruined it all with that performance <laughs> against Partizan. Partizan did great. Did a great they did, they did. I'm not taking credit away from them. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but are. it's just, it's that level of inconsistency that they keep showing and uh, it, it pisses me off, really. Because with all that talent, they just... They they are not able to maximize their their play their players, but yeah, uh, in this game they are obviously favorites. Uh, I just don't know with them. I don't know anymore. <laughs> no, uh, I think they they're gonna win, but the way they've been performing, it's always a question mark because we really don't know what they're gonna do. 
I think they're going to win. They should. But Alba, uh, like you said, Lowe has been playing good. So I think this could be a, a fun game. Uh, I just hope that FH can can play to their level instead of playing down to the competition and, and just show that they are the better team from the start and, and dominate this game. Because if they really want to make the playoffs, uh, you said they were one game behind Basconia. That is true. But Basconia does have the head-to-head uh, advantage here because they won both games. So there are really two games behind Basconia mm-hmm. and they got to start showing up. It, it's getting too late now. On this game, there there are several things that I, I wonder. I wonder if we will see Elijah Bryant on the low on this yeah. game and if his uh, physicality and high IQ defensive plays can can help FS to contain them. I wonder what will they be throwing at Sigma. Probably they will start with Singleton on him, I'm guessing, yeah. but uh, that can be a, a hard matchup for them and I think that Sigma can have some advantages on this game and uh, he can help Alba to, to stay on this game. I think that the ultimate key for FS, first of all, I think that FS offensively has a chance to dominate this game and to just score too many points for Alba to, to be on this game. But uh, if the FS bigs, and uh, I'm wondering if uh, Zizic is in good shape because he hasn't been in the rotation or have has been having like sort of reduced roles for for Evers and uh, I think he can be a big contribution because if uh, Evers can dominate the, the boards and and be aggressive on the offensive boards that uh, that can cause tr- big troubles to to Alba and uh, I think those are the keys for Evers to to dominate this game on on both sides of the court they have the weapons to do it they just must do it and again they they are playing on the road against Alba they are in the double header on the following week, they are receiving both Italian teams, Milano and Virtus. Not easy games, but playing at home, I would favor them. So they have the path to to win enough games to end the season 4-1, 5-0. And that should be enough for them to, to make it into the, into the playoffs. This really is the moment for them to, to step up and to, to focus and play as a team and win as a team. And let's see if they are up to the challenge. Let's continue with a Turkish team, this time around in Turkey, where Fenerbahce will be receiving Zalgiris. This is a very hard road game for another team contending to the playoffs in Zalgiris. Fenerbahce will want to, to bounce back and uh, secure this uh, this win, especially after having lost against uh, Zalgiris on the first round in uh, Kaunas for expressive 86-66. This is a revenge game for, for Fenerbahce. On the other hand, as we just spoke when previewing Fenerbahce game, game against Milano, they want home court advantage and they can certainly not lose this game. For Zalgiris, a surprise here and managing to bounce back after losing at home a hard-fought game against Olympiacos would for sure mean a big step in direction to the playoffs. This is a very hard one for Zalgiris, isn't it? Yeah, uh, especially after the the first game result uh, with Zalgiris winning by 20. Uh, I think Fenerbahce will try to dominate from the start and I think they will be able to do that. Um, they just have too many options. Uh, Goodrich has been playing amazing uh, with Dorsey now and Wilbekin, Kaladic, all the options that they have, I think they will be able to, to dominate this game. And Motley and Bialica, I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to do just fine against Zalgiris Bigs. Uh, mostly because they are bigger and, and I, I, in my opinion, they are better players. So 
I think Fenerbahce is going to be able to dominate this game from start to finish and, and get a comfortable win here. This is a good matchup for Fenerbahce and especially for, for their front court. Sometimes they can have a harder time with some extra physicality and Zalgiris is a very physical team, but I don't think they have the, the size for Fenerbahce front court on this game. I think Zalgiris will need to run a lot to, to play very at a very fast pace and just try to, to outscore Fenerbahce, but... Like you just mentioned, after a first round 20-point loss and with Fenerbahce not wanting to to let the home court advantage run away, I see Fenerbahce coming very focused and well-prepared to to get this win. But Fenerbahce has been somewhat inconsistent in these last games while trying to to adjust to their new pieces. Maybe Zalgiris can can have a surprise and it will be crucial for them to to. keep dreaming to, to, to stay on the playoff hunt and to, to get into the playoffs. Let's move on to, to Italy, where Virtus will be receiving Real Madrid. This is a game between Virtus that is in 12th place with 13 wins and 16 losses and Real Madrid that is in 2nd place with 20 wins and 9 losses. A very interesting fact about the Italian teams is that while they probably are uh, out of the the contention for for the playoffs they for sure will want to end in front of each other with uh, milano approaching and with uh, only one win behind uh, virtus and one game less virtus for sure will want to put up a fight against uh, real madrid on the first round virtus surprised real madrid in madrid with a 91-95 win do you think that they can repeat it or this is the moment for real to start Speaking and dominating games? I think they could, but I don't think they will. Uh, uh, I'm speaking about Virtus, by the way. I just don't see Real uh, giving up 90 plus points again um, on the first game in Madrid. Um, Virtus went to the free throw line 31 times, scoring 25, and that was a, a big step uh, in route to, to scoring 95 and getting the win. So I don't see Real Madrid doing that again. I think they're going to be more disciplined. And I think they will try to impose their their dominance from the start. Because, like you said, uh, maybe they are starting to to turn things around and playing better basketball. We'll see. Uh, Virtus is a tough team to beat, especially at home. I think this could be a very good game. But I just don't see enough answers that Virtus can, can throw at Real Madrid. So I think Real is going to win. Personally, I'm here for the Teodosic Mutsa matchup. I think uh, mm-hmm. we can have some high level basketball from those two, even if. Like the, I've said game... before, I- I'm never going to pick a matchup <laughs> uh, that involves Milos and his team losing because <laughs> he will always have the ability to, to control me. So. I'm going to stay away from that matchup. I can't wait to to watch it, but I do agree with you and I think that Real has an advantage here. Let's continue and let's talk about Monaco and Valencia, the next game on the docket. Monaco currently in fourth place with 19 wins and 10 losses. They for sure will want to to win this one and bounce back from the loss that they had in the first round in Valencia, 89-84. This is a... A game with high-level guard played, Duke, so I will give you the floor and what you expect from from this matchup between these two teams. Honestly, uh, I expect high-level play not only from the guards, uh, but from everybody. I think the, these are, especially Valencia, I think Valencia plays very good basketball. They, they just don't have the, as many options or as much talent as some of the other teams, but I think they play very good basketball. Uh, Monaco, Maybe they don't play as good 
of a brand of basketball as Valencia, but they have better players. So I think this could be a, a very good game, very competitive as well. Um, I, Mike James, I think, should be back. So I expect him to, to get back into that starting lineup and just doing what he usually does. Uh, I think Valencia will shoot a lot of threes because I think that's their way to to be able to compete in this game and to try to steal this this one. Um, on the first game, Valencia won, and they and they scored fourteen threes, uh, shooting forty eight percent. So I think that that's the key for them uh, to be able to beat Monaco. But uh, this time around, uh, with Monaco being able to to be closer to their home court advantage, I, I think Monaco is going to get the win. But I think it's going to be an amazing game. Yeah, I, I think it will be a highly entertaining game, and I wonder about Dublovic's impact against uh, Monaco's front court. Let's see if he can dominate that matchup. I will be looking at it, and I think that in the end, Monaco will come on top and uh, keep fighting to to end on the the top four of this edition. On the other hand, for Valencia, the losing here might mean being trailing behind the, their playoff aspirations. The, their path is hard, but they will for sure keep fighting. Let's talk about another team that um, has a very hard challenge on their journey to, to stay alive in the playoffs, and it's Partizan. Just comes out of a, a very impressive road win against FS. This time around, they will be welcoming the, the first understandings, Olympiacos, uh, at home. And uh, I expect this to be a very entertaining, very physical and very well-fought game. I would favor Olympiacos. I think they are that good. They can beat anyone. With this being um, potential first round playoff series, they for sure will want to, to make a statement and get this win. But uh, Partizan will want to keep up the good momentum. And uh, on the last 10 rounds, they have won seven games to keep fighting to secure their, their playoff spots. Do you agree with me? Do you think Olympiacos is getting this win? Or uh, do you ex- do think... Do you think that Partizan at home can can surprise Olympiacos and, and lock this win? I'm going to be uh, 100% honest with you here. This might be the, the hardest game I think I've ever had to predict. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know who I'm going with. Um, I think this is going to be an amazing game. Obviously, Olympiacos has been the better team, the best team uh, throughout the year. But Partizan has been playing very good basketball. And we know what they can do at home with those fans. So I, I think this is going to be a, an amazing game, for sure. Uh, my must-watch game of this, this week. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to lean partisan, uh, but it's so hard to go against Olympiacos. Um, but yeah, just because you, you went Olympiacos, I'm going to go partisan here. <laughs> yeah, we can split it, and this for sure will be a game that can go either way. On the, the first round, Olympiacos won by 29 points, 87-58, but uh, it was a different partisan back then, and they have grown, yeah. uh, grown a lot, and they are playing at a much, much, much higher level, and they've shown that they are able to compete with uh, anyone. And uh, what they just did against Ephes, it, it was like a real big statement by, by partisan that they are a playoff team, and they want to be a playoff team. So I just think that the, the experience of Olympiacos might be a key for a game 
like this with high emotions and uh, they they might their cooler heads might might prevail and i give them a slight age here but uh, it will for sure be a very entertaining and very physical game that everybody should tune in for let's end this uh, preview with uh, milano that will be receiving bayern we have sung Bayern praises many times on this podcast, but I think that they are not performing at a very uh, big level right now. They they are competitive. They they fight hard and they are a physical team, so they they manage to to be feisty and and fight for for to stay in the games. But they are executing not very well offensively, and uh, I think that uh, Milano is and Milano is one of the the best teams right now in the competition. They just uh, arrived a bit too late to it. So I think this is a a clear win for Milano and uh, well uh, this is a game where Milano are the clear favorites and uh, I think that uh, playing in Milano the the home team has the advantage here do you agree with me I do I do uh, I think Milano has been playing amazing basketball and I expect that to continue even though Bayern is a, a tough opponent they always make it tough they they play defense they are physical But I think Milano will be able to sustain that and, and get the win. On this game, uh, which uh, matchups you think it will be key? And uh, I think that uh, Milano's backcourt, mainly Napier, can dominate this matchup against Bayern. But uh, if Lucic is, in, is able to, to bounce back and, and show that he's closer to 100%, what solutions do you think Milano can, can show and can have to him on this game? Uh, I honestly think the... The best matchup there would be Valor Bob uh, on on Napier because he he is a big guard. I think he can bother him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Lucic obviously is so important to that Bayern team. Uh, I just hope he's healthy enough to to play and to play at a high level because he obviously can help. They can switch, and Lucic can can spend some time on Napier as well, just to, to put some size on him. Uh, but yeah, but I think I don't really think it's going to matter. I think Milan is going to win this game uh, comfortably. Very well, guys. This was another European Hoops episode. Make sure to tune in Monday when we will be recapping all the action of round 30 that uh, we just previewed and the scheduled game of round 24 between Fenerbahce and Milano. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos Euroleague where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is André and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye guys, see you all next time.